Today on the Diz List, we count down the top five Disney snacks. Welcome to the Diz List, the podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I'm Rob. And I'm Nick. And today we count down the top five Disney snacks. So Rob, before we get to this list, um, this is this is an episode that's food themed and, and we have two totally different food um, experiences at Disney World. We do in a lot of different ways. Um, so my family is a table service family. We love going to table service, uh, restaurants. We, um, you know, food is a big part of our vacation and your family actually has some pretty strict, uh, dietary restrictions. Correct. It's, it's kind of twofold. We, we've always been a quick service family. Um, we marathon when we go to the park, so we get there right at rope drop and we go hard till the end of the day. So our meals have been, um, mobile order or sit down in a quick service. But uh, the, the important one and the one that makes uh, my point of view a little different than others is that my wife and son both have celiac disease, which means uh, they are gluten-free. So my daughter and I also by choice are also gluten-free. So the four of us have a gluten-free diet, but I, I will just say one of the reasons that we love Disney so much is how accommodating they are to food allergies, not just gluten, uh, to, you know, shellfish allergies, peanut allergies, egg allergies. So, um, just to kind of get a little bit more specific and let the listeners know, if you have a family member that has a food allergy, if you make a dining reservation or if you mobile order, there's a little button at the bottom that you can check that says um, allergy, I forgot specifically, but it says allergy alert or something. And you can go in and specifically check the boxes that are an allergy issue for your family. Now, that's not the end of it. So you show up to pick up your food and you're in line and every single time, and I, I'm going to say probably, I can't think of a time where this has not happened. The chef comes out from the back yeah, and I mean, has it's, a it's great. direct conversation about the food. We've traveled once with um, an allergy, um, an, an allergy that was very unique. So our first trip, we took my wife's mother, and she's allergic to mushrooms, which is is not something that's that's on their list of checkboxes. No, it isn't. But they were so great. Um, cause it, in the other category, you can put what it was and they would come out and check with her. Now she's also allergic to nuts, but so they would check with that, but then when they would ask, are you allergic to cooked mushrooms or just raw mushrooms? Because there is a difference. Um, interesting. And it was really nice to see that they were that accommodating. Um, I'm interested to see how they are with the gluten this time. Cause we're, we're actually doing some, some dining that, you know, we're doing the Tepan Edo uh, oh, right. dining right. experience and. They basically have we've everything we've read. They're going to cook your wife and your son. They're going to cook their stuff in the back, but yep. they're going to still get to enjoy the show. So I think Disney does a great job with allergies. They do, and uh, one of the other nice things about this next trip that we're going on, and if this is your first time listening, uh, Nick's family and my family are going to be going together to Disney and and having kind of a a nice shared experience together. And we're going to be doing a lot of the different table service dining that we don't usually do. We've done a few. We have done uh, Be Our Guest, if you count that. It's kind of quick service sit-down dining. We've done... It's bougie quick service. It is. <laughs> it, it's true. We, we didn't get to sit in the room that we wanted to, so we were a little bit out of shape about that. Uh, you don't really get to choose, I don't think. No, not I, in the morning. Okay, I didn't think so. Uh, and Skipper Canteen is definitely one of my all-time favorites. I mean, we've literally only eaten there once, and it just was so much fun. I absolutely love Skipper Canteen. It's probably the best table service in a park, I think. Yes, and there's many, many, many gluten-free options there, too. So for people that are listening, um, gluten generally is, think of uh, anything that's bread or anything that is made of wheat. Uh, that is something that... Uh, the two uh, parties in my family are allergic to. Now, if I accidentally get it or my daughter accidentally gets it, we're fine. It's just, it's like being a vegetarian. It's something we do by choice. It's just much easier. I do the cooking at home. I just cook everything that's gluten-free in our home. So you're going to see 
uh, two different perspectives. You're going to see the allergy perspective here today, and then you're also going to see um, just what we'll call it standard. We don't call it normal. Yeah. No one's normal. <laughs> no one. We'll, we'll say that. Especially in my family. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and I think also what's going to be very fun about this next trip, because we are going to get to see the, the you know, the aller, the gluten, uh, gluten-friendly options that you guys are going to be able to order. Um, you guys are not really table service people, like we said. But we are, and I think you're going to find, at least I find it this way, when you're eating in a nice air-conditioned area for like sitting down for an hour, your urge to go back to the resort kind of diminishes a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. Most of the time when we visit Walt Disney World, we're going in the hot summer months. So we're always looking for a way to beat the heat. You know, we can go to Carousel of Progress and just sit there and, and cool off for a little bit. But Nick, your point is really good about table service and, and the breaks. So has that been helpful for you, especially having younger kids? It definitely has. Uh, the first time we went, doing those breaks in the middle of the day um, allowed the kids to kind of cool off. Um, it meant that we didn't have to drive all the way back to the resort, especially when we're not at a resort that's convenient to the Polynesian, for instance. And if you're at Epcot, if you're at Magic Kingdom, it's not that hard to go back. But if you're at Hollywood Studios, if you're at Animal Kingdom, bus service, we know, can be spotty. And you don't necessarily want to spend the money for an Uber or a minivan every single time. So so for us, it was a way to br- take a break. So we, like, for instance, we did Hollywood Brown Derby when we were at Hollywood Studios, which, by the way, overrated. But um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll discuss that on some episode. Absolutely. Because, you know, I'll... I'll I could go off for days on that one. Uh, but but it was nice to be in there and just relax. And it was like you felt rejuvenated afterward, especially in a park like Hollywood Studios, because there's no re- – it doesn't relent, that park. No, it's hot concrete everywhere. Yeah. So, so something like that I felt really helped and that year in particular. My daughter was only four. Um, it was really tough, you know, trying to go get through a full day. And and that, that, was, that was a bonus was being able to – Sit down, relax, take a load off, um, and and cool off. You know, and and we've always sort of done quick service just because our family is very thrifty. And we like to look at the number and go, okay, this is the cheapest place. This is where we're eating so we can hit 50 more rides. It's nice looking at it from your perspective where, hey, this... Although this is going to cost a little bit more money, maybe maybe double double the the amount of money, money, it's almost worth that extra amount of money to sit cool off, recharge, get a good meal, relax with everybody, you know, uh, reflect on what you've seen, look at what rides you'd like to do, look at Genie Plus, whatever you need to do. It's it's a totally different way of looking at it, but I think if you're looking at it from a financial perspective, that money is going towards not only good food, but air conditioning and a chance to just recharge and relax instead of what we call it marathoning. That's what we've done for many, many years as our, our family. The, the rope drop till close, short little meals, go, 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 hard, hard, hard. There's there's definitely benefits to both, but a twelve dollar pizza from a quick service that's absolutely horrible pizza, versus a forty dollar pizza from Via Napoli that feeds the entire family, um, and you're sitting in air conditioning, you know I think that there is something to be said for being able to still spend wisely in a table service environment. Now I don't get me wrong, it is certainly more expensive than than just eating quick service all day, but the relaxing part is just. It, that's what that's what gets me. So I think we just look from a financial perspective as okay, where's our money going and why? So we can cut back on some things like souvenirs and uh, our our kids, all of our kids actually are are big pin traders and, and big pin fans. So maybe we pull back on some of those other things and let's invest a little bit more in an experience with great food and a recharge. And I think that's that's definitely worth it. Now, a lot of these restaurants, what we did was when we we did a little bit of research, we had to see, okay, what are the different gluten-free options going to be? But the nice thing is, from our experiences at Walt Disney World, if you have any kind of food allergy, it's been nothing but fantastic. So I really can't say a place we've gone to where there's only been one or two options. Maybe some of the smaller places, some of the places at uh, Galaxy's Edge they'll have, maybe one or two because it's a smaller menu. Maybe something like Woody's Lunchbox, but I've been told Woody's Lunchbox has one of the best gluten-free menus in all of Walt Disney World, which I'm looking forward to having soon, too. 
Yeah, I, you know, I really am just excited for this trip to share like our perspective with you guys, um, because obviously it's something you haven't really done before, and and we're not going overboard. It's not like we're eating three table service meals a day. No, no, no. So we we can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> and part of the reason we go in the summer is we're we're both in ed- education, so we have um, not. Well, yeah, all four of us, actually, all four parents are in, in yeah. education one way or, or the other. So it's kind of the best time for us to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are not made of money, so um, <laughs> we we make it work, definitely, for sure. Okay, so our top five snacks, um, one that I see all over the place in different forms and is a really, really fun snack is one that actually is made of something that can or can't contain gluten. And my number five is the Rice Krispie Treats. Now, if you think of a regular Rice Krispie Treat, you think of like a square, it's marshmallow, it's Rice Krispies, many Rice Krispies, and literally I have Rice Krispies right here for my breakfast, which I love. (laughs) Nick's laughing because I actually have that in my hand. And I am holding a uh, Walt Disney World refillable mug that I like to use with Buzz Lightyear on it. And that has my uh, Rice Krispies with no milk. It's <laughs> so, an interesting option, Rob. Hey, hey I, I'm a weird guy. I know that. So uh, Rice Krispie treats. And the, and the cool thing about them, if you haven't experienced this before, is there's multiple different places that sell snacks. Some of the different confectionery places that will dress up a Rice Krispie treat. Most recently, I saw online yesterday, they have an orange bird-themed Rice Krispie Treat. Yeah, I saw that. It, it was a little scary looking, but kind of cool. They'll take the Rice Krispie Treat and they'll um, dip it in uh, frosting or icing, and they'll add little faces and things on it. They'll put sprinkles. It's just kind of a nice touch if you can't have the cookies all the time, or you can't have those cupcakes. Mm-hmm. If it's something that you want, that you want to celebrate and have something that's fun and exciting or uh, has something to do with the 50th or a specific character, it's nice that they have the option of having a Rice Krispie Treat as well. And I think every kid likes Rice Krispie Treats. And if they don't, you know, at least what I can see coming from, from your perspective is this is something that is a sweet, it's quick, um, you can carry it with you. Um, you don't have to sit down. You don't have to find a garbage can top like you do at one of the festivals in Epcot with the snacks. Um, they but, don't melt. Yeah, they don't melt. You know, that's the other thing is like you're not dealing with a Mickey bar where you've got the ice cream coming down your hand. Uh, so I, I totally understand why why you would gravitate toward the Rice Krispie Treats. So my number five snack in Walt Disney World, Rice Krispie Treats. So my number five, Rob, is from the from Woody's Lunchbox, the seasonal lunchbox tarts they're basically homemade for uh homemade pop tarts pop tarts i've seen those tell me about it so the seasonal ones they have these amazing flavors they really do um currently or actually last month i should say uh they have the pride month one which had guava with rainbow uh sprinkles and purple fondant with a chocolate mickey on them i mean that's a very unique flavor i've had um at i've had a halloween themed one um before uh, they've got um, the peanut butter fudge, banana peanut butter fudge. I mean, they're just really good flavors, and they're they're really not that poorly priced. I mean, I think it was like five ninety nine, might even be might even be four ninety nine, but it's a great spot. You know, if you're especially if you're gonna rope drop Slinky, you finish with Slinky and you come over and you get that. Now the line can get a little long at that time in the morning, but it's they're they're really solid and it, it's it's like an upscale version of a pop tart you know we joked in the last episode about or two episodes ago about me you know dragging my son off to magic kingdom with a pop tart you know uh, i think every kid has that moment where they've they've woken up and just been like i just i'm just gonna grab a pop tart i don't want to pour i don't want to pour milk in a bowl i don't want to it's just so much quicker or every college kid definitely has that moment and so for me it's kind of nostalgic but it's like upscale it's the disney version of of a pop tart and some of them can get a little bit Frankensteinish that aren't good, but I we like to go and get like one of every one, one of every flavor they have on that day, and split them among the four of us and see which one is our favorite. It's a little bit easier for us for us because we don't have those allergy concerns, um, but but they're they're really really good. I have a question, and I've always thought this about <clears throat> the, um, but it's not called a pop tart. What's the name of it? 
uh, all at Woody's. Yeah. It's called a lunchbox tart. So is the lunchbox tart served warm or is it just like, you know, they have them in, in like a bin and they just hand them to you and you go for it? Um, so they are warm. At least the ones I've had are, have been warm, but they're warmed up. So it's not like they're, you're not, um, they aren't fresh from an oven. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I feel like I saw that they released a maple bacon version of that. Did that actually happen, or is that just something I imagined so would be I, fantastic? I did not get to have it, but yes. Okay, it did exist. Yes. Okay. But on a side note, this isn't on my list, but on a side note, if you're a bacon fan, at the Poly, if you go to Kona Island um, in the mornings, they have great coffee, and then in the evenings they have sushi, but they always have like the bacon of the month, and they will have like chocolate-dipped bacon. I would love that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it's not on my list. It probably could have made my list, but um, you can't eat too much of that because it's obviously a lot of bacon, <laughs> a lot of fat. Not good for your doctor wouldn't like you. Eh, probably not. <laughs> so, yeah, my number five is the lunchbox tart. Okay. Uh, number four for me is uh, heavily influenced by my wife, and it was never really a thing that was on my radar but it is her favorite thing with a bullet by far. So her whole life, she has really been into uh, a caramel apple. So maybe you might pronounce it caramel. I feel like there's like when we talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean, I say caramel. What do you say? I say caramel. You say caramel. So you would say a caramel apple. Yeah. And I say a caramel apple. You know, I, now that I, when you make me think about it, I don't know. Caramel apple. Caramel you know, apple. So there are caramels. Mm -hmm. That's like an individual candy. But I think of the caramel as the thing you make to put on the apple. Right. This is one of those debates that is like chicken or egg. Right. So what we need you to do again, folks, is on social media, when we make a post about this episode, I we would love to see not only your top five, but at the end, put C-A-R-E, C-A-R-E-M-E-L, caramel, or car dash Amel, care or car? What yeah. do you think it is? At Dizless Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Make yeah. sure you hit us up with that. Let us know. We we are actually interested in this. This is not just a gimmick. We love hearing all of this stuff. I catch so please. myself. I catch myself in front of the class sometimes as an educator, like saying something like, "Is that how that's actually said?" Like, and then the students raise their hand, and then you're talking for ten minutes on a tangent yeah. about how it's pronounced. It's okay. It's part or like of the, the, part of like, fun. Yeah, the the students who say it bagel instead of bagel. Like right. what? It, I don't, it's so weird. Anyway. <laughs> so the, the caramel apple is how I'm going to pronounce it. Uh, my wife has been a fan of caramel apples forever. One Christmas, uh, she was so excited because she opened up, she got a caramel apple dipping kit. So we have um, sort of embraced, sort of uh, laughed along with my wife, not really made fun of her because it's a, it's a great treat. But whenever we see caramel apple, we'll all say, hey, you want a caramel apple dipping kit? And she'll laugh about it. But... She loves these caramel apples. So it's tradition in our family. Whenever we are at Epcot, when we get to Germany, she goes inside and she gets a uh, caramel apple. And my daughter has jumped in on the tradition too. And I'll take a bite or two. I absolutely love it. It tastes really good. I can't eat a whole one though. Like it's something that's so good that I'll have three or four bites and I'm like, that was great. I'm good. You know, like a really rich, like black forest cake, you can have a bunch of pieces or maybe three or four bites and yeah. you're like, that's awesome, but I'm done. Yeah. You know, I, I like a good caramel apple, um, candy apples, not a fan, caramel apple all day long. Um, and I'm, I'm interested. Have you ever had them over in magic kingdom, um, over in storybook circus? No, but again, you know we, we saw that on social media and sent that again to my wife and she was pumped. So she wants to go and get one of those too. Yeah. Cause they definitely have like the, again, the Frankenstein versions where it's like, it's not just an apple. It looks like a Mickey head. Right. Which is cool and, and fun too. And those things are very, uh, Instagrammable too. Yeah. It's, the, it's the kid's version of the all in one bloody Mary, <laughs> you know, when you have those bloody Marys with like a whole meal attached to them, that's like, it's a kid's version or a dessert version of that. Definitely. So what do you have as your number four? So my number four is going to probably break the mold a little bit of, of the episode and maybe, maybe it's, um, against the rules. But, well, we didn't make any, so it's not. Yeah. So mine is a make your own. So this happened last time we were there. We got a baguette in France. 
and we got olive oil from Italy. And we went back to our hotel. We went back to our room at Beach Club. And my son and daughter, they have odd food taste for kids their age. So do mine. And they broke apart the baguette and did like a, a bread and oil service. And it was just so cool to do. Now, when I say make your own, it doesn't have to be the one I experienced, but there's so many good like cultural foods to purchase around World Showcase. I feel like you could make yourself a nice like snack platter quite easily, not by buying the actual snacks, but but like when you go into the boulangerie and buy that bread or when you go into uh, into Italy and they have this imported Italian olive oil that you can get for $9.99 on Amazon. You pay $49.99 at Epcot, but, but it's still, it's still like a really cool experience. We will never forget doing it. I think it's a cool experience just to think of Epcot and just all the different cultures that are there and taking two of them and combining them into something unique that you've created. You said it's against the rules, but I think it's ultra creative and it's something that is very special and personal to your family. And hey, this is your top five and I, I embrace it. Sounds good. And I think you, it's great. You know, uh, the other thing that popped in my head is like getting those interesting um, candies or interesting chips from the Japan Pavilion. Um, you know, you, they, I think they, I saw the other day they had like a shrimp flavored one. Um, now the shrimp flavor is is fermented shrimp flavor. So it's almost like a like a Korean shrimp paste. But still, like that's an interesting thing to do. The kids are gonna are gonna kind of enjoy it. It'll be like a cha- it can be a challenge. Um, so not the traditional sense of a snack, but something that is uniquely Disney. See, that reminds me. This is sort of a semi tangent here, but I, I have a a friend and a fellow teacher. His name is Andy, and the two of us sort of organically. I can't remember how it even started. Oh, he was over in Europe, and he took a photo of. Uh, some wacky type of chips that he found. I can't even remember specifically because there's been so many since. So he posted it on social media and I was, I can't remember where I was, but I had a wacky type of chip that I was eating at the same time. Took a picture of the wacky chips. Now by wacky, what I mean is something non-conventional like spicy dill pickle or in Canada, ketchup pickle. Ketchup pickle. Now <laughs> um, you, you're familiar with a lot of the Canadian flavors because yeah. you've spent a lot of time in Canada. Yeah, and up north, yeah. They have, do they call it prawn chips in Canada as well? Because I know when I was in Europe, shrimp flavored chips were called prawn. So I have not seen those actually, but I've seen like, so there are very specific flavors you see a lot of um, when you get closer to the border. Right. Um, and that would, like, ketchup-flavored chips is a thing. Um, like, a lot of my friends growing up, like, when you would have ruffles, you wouldn't pull out, like, ranch dip. You'd literally put ketchup in a bowl and, and dunk your chips in ketchup. I have a good friend who lives in Hamilton, Ontario, and when I'm up there visiting him, I like to look at all the different types of chips. And one of the most popular ones... Or maybe it's not popular because I see so many of them. Maybe nobody wants to eat it, but they're called all-dressed. Yes. Can you explain what that is? It's impossible to explain. So it's like an all-everything bagel? Um, no, the last time I had an all-dressed chip, I would say it was almost like a baked potato kind of thing going okay. on. Okay. I don't know why I thought it was barbecue, similar to well, barbecue. Well, there's, there, it, I don't know how to describe it, It's but it, yeah, all-dressed all is a thing. I don't know how to describe the flavor. You know, like you know how like somebody says, "Well, well, uh, describe for me watermelon, um, fake watermelon." Well, it doesn't taste like watermelon. Well, what's right. it taste like? <laughs> well, I don't know. It tastes like fake watermelon. Right. Well, what's fake watermelon taste like? Well, it's uniquely its its own thing. So I feel like all dressed chips are kind of like uniquely their own thing. Okay, that's fair. They do. I I saw recently poutine chips, which I've oh, got to try. Yeah. Um, because I'm constantly on the lookout for good poutine, which. Does not exist outside of Canada. I don't care what you say. Um, they don't use the right gravy. You may need to explain to some of our listeners what poutine is. I love it. I've got it from a food truck. Let people know what it is if they've never heard of poutine. So a real good poutine would be, so you've got your fries, obviously, as your base. Real fresh, squeaky cheese, cheese curds, and hot as can be, beef gravy. And not the goopy, like, thick beef gravy. It has to be thin. St. Hubert's comes to mind from, from Canada as a restaurant that has a thinner style gravy. There's this chicken, but but a good dark beef gravy that starts to melt that that cheese curd. You gotta eat it with a fork. It's not disco fries. It's not you're not you're not getting the putting the fake plastic cheese on it. It is um, uniquely 
Canadian, in my opinion. I know everybody tries to copy it now. I can't stand eating bad poutine because once you've had really good poutine, it's it's tough to have the bad stuff. So let's bring this back to Disney here with the poutine. Is poutine available in Epcot in the Canadian Pavilion? It is. There's usually multiple versions, and and because I am a poutine snob, it is not on my list. Okay. It's on. I, I guarantee you, it's on a lot of our listeners' lists. I would like to try it when we're there. Yeah, I mean, I'll eat it. I I just don't. It's not for me. It doesn't evoke the memories of good poutine from sure. like downtown Montreal. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's kind of like you're you're from New York, but when you go to Saratoga Springs, it's not amazing because you've spent time at Saratoga Springs in your life. You're like, Meh, it's okay. It's like eating buffalo wings anywhere but Buffalo. There you go. That's true. Anywhere but but Western New York. Uh, yeah, go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> All right, so is it? I'm on number three now. Yes, you are. Okay, so uh, number three for me is it, it's kind of a fun one because through the years this snack has changed quite a bit. This snack has gone from something that you can get at a sports event, you can get at the movies, and it was a just a really quick snack you can grab and go. It's popcorn. Number three is popcorn, but Disney has figured out how to take popcorn to the next level two different ways. And I, I'm sure you know what one of one of the two is. The first, it has to do with color and flavor. And I'm kind of bringing those together into one thing here. So they'll come up with all these different fun, spicy flavors, uh, caramel flavors, white cheddar, all these great flavors for popcorn, which I absolutely love. But they've also found a way to colorize individual kernels. Individual kernels, yeah. So it's still a kernel after it pops, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. So we'll call it that. So individual kernels, so you can get this rainbow clear bag that you can purchase and and munch on. It just looks amazing. And that's part of the magic of Disney. Now, the second one, you can probably predict what I'm going to say. It's It's the popcorn bucket. The popcorn bucket has been huge. Now, if you are a Disney fan like we are and you follow Disney and, and any influencers or social media, you will know that one of the biggest things in the last few years has been that figment popcorn bucket. It's ridiculous how popular that was. People waiting in line longer for that than they would wait in line for Flight of Passage. Now think about that, listeners. Flight of Passage is a ride that is one of the biggest, best rides in all of Walt Disney World. Someone, more than just someone, probably hundreds of people. Oh, they they ran out of the bucket. People are waiting in line just for a piece of plastic with figment on it that you can eat popcorn out of. And it's not even convenient to eat out of that thing. Now, I'll be honest. If if I walked up and there was no line and there was a figment pop, popcorn oh, yeah. bucket, I would it. buy it. I'm, I'm, buying it. I'm a huge figment fan. Uh, I, I remember the original figment ride. I think figment's a great character. I still think figment's underrated. I agree. But I would love to have that popcorn bucket. Now, would I wait three hours in the Florida sun for a figment popcorn bucket? No. But hey, look, good on you if that's your thing. If that's your jam, do it. Um, what bugs me is when I saw saw them pop up on eBay. See, yeah, and, and people and will like, buy them and sell like, them are you for kidding me? 600 like, bucks. So you, so you waited online, and, and there are people behind you with kids who maybe wanted one, right. who didn't get one because it ran out, just so you could turn around and resell them. You know, the whole reselling thing it, it bugs me. But if you were waiting online for three hours on those days, let us know on Instagram or Twitter. But I don't see why, like... They're, they're, don't get me wrong. Like you said, no line. I'm all about it. Figment bucket is going to be in my hands. Yep, and and I'm a collector too. I know you are. Um, I'm I'm a vintage Star Wars figures collect collector. My wife's out buying one for me right now. People collect things. I get it. You know, there's collectors. Are there popcorn bucket collectors? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Are these popcorn bucket collectors in line, or are these figment? Both. Okay, both. Gotcha. Because, uh, you know, you're a Star Wars guy, so the Millennium Falcon bucket. Like right. that hits both, both categories. And that's the thing about Disney is sometimes when they release one of these, they know, I mean, they're not stupid. They know what they're doing. Figment has a cult following. Yep. Star Wars has a greater than cult following. And so they release these things that they know are going to be popular. They cost more than the regular bucket. But the best thing about the bucket, what's the best thing about the buckets? That you can reuse them, yep. bring them home. Well, at the park, you can reuse them. Oh, true. Your, right. refi- your refills. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a big plus, too, for that one, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
So my number three is popcorn for many, many different reasons. And I know most of it is gluten-free. So those who are listening, um, don't quote me that every single one is. Um, Do the research yourself on all these things, folks. Caramel apples, same thing. Rice Krispie treat, same thing. Look into it. Don't just trust me. I'm not a doctor. And Nick, what's your number three? My number three is a specific. So everybody likes a Mickey pretzel, but mine is a very specific location. Getting a a pretzel and beer, the pretzel and beer combo at baseline in Hollywood Studios. It's cheap. I mean, it's it's cheap for off Disney property, but it's really, really cheap when you consider you're on Disney property. Tell me about baseline. So baseline is is in a really good spot. You can do a lot of good people watching. It's kind of if you're looking at the Chinese theater off to the left. Um, and so you have this this basically it's a it's an outdoor indoor outdoor bar right so the seating area it's one of the only spots with shade because they the tables and the tables will fill up you better you're gonna have to like scope a a, a table for a while to there's get not one. a lot of shade in hollywood studios at all no and so they they have umbrellas it's like a little seating area like a beer garden and then inside you go inside you order your your they have beers and cider so but the gluten-free crowd can can also enjoy that and i i believe they have some wine i never had any of the wine just the beer and cider and they have some snacks they have like a charcuterie board you know it's not a sit-down restaurant it's by no means a quick service restaurant but they have it's almost like it's got a couple kiosk stuff and they have a bavarian pretzel that is really good it's a step above those basically microwavable mickey pretzels um, that you get at some of the carts with the plastic cheese Uh, and it comes with some mustard like a a dipping mustard and some uh, beer cheese and you get a beer but the beer comes in a like a souvenir pint glass so it's not glass it's a heavy duty plastic which i get they don't want glasses you know breaking in the park but it's not it's not that expensive i i can't recall off the top of my head what the cost was but it's it's really reasonable does it have a design on the pint glass it does it has the baseline tap house uh logo great so it and it's it's relatively heavy duty plastic it's not i mean it's not going to survive um, you know, getting sat on or something like that, but it certainly will survive in your backpack the rest of the day. Um, and it's, it, you know, it's just a good place to go and people watch and take a load off. It's really nice. Like if you've just waited in line in that heat, um, you've so you waited in line uh, for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. You get off that ride. It's a great place to go and take a break or maybe coming out of uh, Galaxy's Edge, kind of just relaxing and getting out of that sun because like you said it's unbearable sometimes that sun um so i'm just looking it up right now but the the uh let me pull this up here we've got the bavarian pretzel is nine dollars um and it, i don't see which the, is actually not bad for something yeah, as big and no it's a good and gourmet as you're referring to yeah so on their website it's not showing that combo i really hope they didn't do away with it um I can't see where it says that what the uh yeah it doesn't it doesn't have it here anymore. I hope they didn't do away with it, but they it was like a little it's a special and it comes with like a beer cheese and a mustard and when you throw in the beer, it ends up being you save like three bucks when you com when you combine the two um you know off the price of the beer because the beer i mean beer in Disney world is expensive um but it's also one of the only places to get good craft beer outside of Epcot. You're not just getting you know your run of the mill American lager you're getting. You're getting some good stuff, some Sierra Nevada or some other even even um, rarer beers. But I love that that spot in general. But that snack, honestly, for the price, is a great way to kind of recharge in the middle of that day. Now, that transitions into my number two, and, and it's kind of like a recharge during the day. My, my number two, and I definitely enjoy this snack. Usually we, we buy them for the kids, but... My kids are great. They'll always say, hey, Dad, you want some of this? My number two is a Mickey bar. Okay. And I yeah. realize I can go, you know, five minutes down the road and buy Mickey bars at our, our grocery same. store. It's not it the isn't. same. The chocolate is different. It's when you're in that, you know, 93 degree heat and you need a recharge, that Mickey bar can save the day. Now, the funny thing, too, about it is, and we mentioned this earlier, 
yes, it melts. It's it's a timed snack, yeah, you, yeah. especially in it's, Orlando. It doesn't have an expiration date. It has an expiration time. Minute. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm curious. I, I wonder how long it's going to take somebody uh, before it all starts dripping down your arm. you got to eat fast. It's like the Tootsie Pop. It right? is. How many, <laughs> how many licks? licks? Except yeah. for how many seconds can you hold this before it's gone? Right. I think you have to eat the entire thing in probably five or six minutes. I can't imagine. So the only other time like that I've seen it last longer uh, was at Boobash last year. They were So when you go to these after-hours parties, you get most of them. You get uh, free Mickey bars. um, free soft drinks and free popcorn at the snack carts. Great. And so you just go up and you get your Mickey bar or whatever. And my daughter had one last probably a good 10 minutes because, you know, she's smaller, so it's not easy for her to eat it. Right. Usually we have to like, okay, we'll help you, you know, and she's upset because she doesn't get to eat the whole thing, but we have no, to. No, dad, it's mine. Yeah. She, I mean, we have to, because it's going to be down to her elbow, um, but it lasted probably 10 minutes. I mean, it was still hot. I mean, it doesn't matter that it's at night. You're still talking about 75 to 80 degrees, you know, and and the the heat coming off that concrete goes all the way through the night anyway. But that lasted a little bit longer. Let's say your daughter eats one, finishes it up, and says, "I'm still hungry." That's not really her voice. She's 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 <laughs> hilarious. That's just um, that's kind of my all kids voice. Uh, if she goes back up, can she get another one? Yeah, at, at those after hours parties, absolutely. They don't. They're not looking, scanning bands, and giving you one. There are some. So, like the Moonlight Magic stuff, they give you vouchers. Moonlight Magic, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a DVC exclusive uh, party. Um, but those ones, they give you vouchers, or they used to. I haven't been to anything, any of them, um, especially post COVID. They've changed so much, but but they'll give you vouchers there. But the, the after hours parties are like not parties, but the after hour events. So. Uh, not Mickey's not so scary and stuff like that, but the the after hours things or sometimes even the early entry ones, they come with usually some sort of a food option. So like we did we did the the one over at Hollywood Studios to to kind of get in two hours before the rope drop um, a couple years ago and that that one also came with a food um, a food stipend, if you will. Nice. yeah. okay, so my number two was Mickey Bar. And my number two is probably going to shock you because you know me and you know my love. For this particular item but my number two is a dole whip really yeah i know that you're shocked because i know you thought that that was my number one um so my number two is dole whip and the reason probably is because you know i'm not ashamed to say or actually maybe i am a little ashamed to say this i kind of snuck dole whips i was like the dole whipaholic <laughs> on my first trip so no I, shame so i had never had i love pineapple everything and i had never had dole whip before my first trip and I know you can get it other places, but I just was like, I don't want Dole Whip from not from Disney. Right. It's like a Mickey bar from the grocery yeah, store. Yeah. It's and part so, of the experience. So our first night at the Polynesian, I was tasked with going out to wait for our grocery drop off. And there just happens to be <laughs> pineapple and I. And so I got a Dole Whip and it was like, you know, the drug dealer who says, just have this one hit kid. <laughs> And so I had my Dole Whip, and then every night I would say, hey, guys, I'm going to go and pay the bill off at the at the lobby because what we do when we go, um, as an aside, we, we bring gift cards that have been loaded, you know, buy them on discount. And so try to be thrifty like you had mentioned. You buy, you buy the stuff on, on discount and, and use those gift cards, and as long as you go throughout the day or throughout the trip uh, before you hit your limit, your spending limit, they won't push that charge out to your credit card on file so we'll just go and pay it with our gift cards and actually save like about five percent based on what we paid for the for the gift cards so i would go and say all right guys i'm gonna go pay this down and on the way i would get a dole whip and by the time i got back to the room the dole whip was gone so nobody was any the wiser and i forgot that i hadn't told anybody that i did this until one night i think we were hanging out outside by a fire as we often do yep and I said something about how much I love Dole Whips and how many of them I had. And my wife was so angry. <laughs> she was like, I only had one and you had how many? Uh, um, I mean. Uh... Uh, that didn't really happen. Sorry, honey. Um, so Dole Whips are just, I love them. They're delicious. They are, um, you know, they have those, those amazing um, seasonal things. I haven't had many of them. I've had, I had the Hey Hey one. Um, a couple of years ago, which was which was good. Um, right now, I think they've got a lime one, a lime seltzer one. Uh, they have like the Dole Whip floats, 
personally, I'm partial to the pineapple ones because I love pineapple any, anything, as I've that's said. tradition, too. And, that's the original. Yeah, and I, I like the twist because I like the, the textural difference between the, the vanilla soft serve yes, and, the, and the Dole Whip. Agreed. So, so, hey, Rob, what's your number one? So, my number one <laughs> couldn't transition any more perfectly. <laughs> number one for me is definitely Dole Whip. Now, we are definitely an ice cream family. My kids... Uh, will eat an entire gallon of ice cream if they had the opportunity it's to. It's gluten-free. It is. My kids love, love ice cream. Um, so every time we go, it's it's part of our tradition that we get Dole Whip. Uh, we've had Dole Whip. I don't think we had it at the Polynesian. We've only visited the Polynesian once as a family. Well, we've that's going to change. We have Dole Whip every single time when we go to Magic Kingdom. We will go to, uh, watch uh, the Tiki Birds, and as soon as we leave Tiki Birds, we will take a left, and we go right up, and we will get our Dole Whip. Sometimes I will get traditional Dole Whip. Sometimes I will get... Uh, I will get it with uh, with the twist, the I, twist with, yeah. with the vanilla ice cream. I've never had it with the rum. Uh, I don't know if you've had that the before. Rum, the rum floats. Yeah, have you I had have, that before? I have not. I, you know, and I I like a good cocktail. I like a good drink, but but I don't know that I want to mix it with my ice cream. I I've never liked the um, like the beer floats or anything like that. So I don't think I'd like that. Do you want? I often wonder. Does so you can get a twist, right? Does anybody go up there and say, yeah, I just want a vanilla ice cream? I'm sure. Like, I, you got kids that are picky that that don't know what Dole Whip is. Mommy, I just want vanilla. Yeah. You know, well, like, vanilla. yeah I, well, it's vanilla, all right, and it's boring if you don't have the Dole Whip <laughs> right. with it. Come on now. So uh, the other time that was kind of unique that we had Dole Whip recently was the last time that we were in uh, Animal Kingdom. We were walking kind of through uh, Dino Land and coming back up towards, you know, the direction of Flame Tree Barbecue yeah, that yeah. way. And uh, on the left-hand side, there's kind of like an ice cream snack cart right before the bridge there. Mm -hmm. uh, people listening, you probably know where I'm talking about. And as we're walking by, we heard someone say something, something Dole Whip. And we all kind of stopped and our ears perked and we looked and they had a special Dole Whip there yeah. that I'd never had before. It was a lime and orange yes, twist yes. Dole Whip. Was this last summer? Yes, it was I, last yeah, summer. Yeah, I had that one. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Like, my wife's not a huge lime fan, but I think the mix, although unique, you know, both different types of citrus, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I agree. And and um, for for those of you who are pin traders, sometimes those little snacks snack carts have a pin board, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yep. my son treated traded there last year we'll have to have another episode about pin trading too maybe but, we'll have that, special guests on you know, that episode you know that brings up a good point dole whip used to be exclusively at two places right right well at least in the world it was exclusively at pineapple and i and then uh aloha isle right yep so that was it now every park i think has some version of a dole whip i'm not sure about epcot but like Hollywood Studios, I'm pretty sure you can get Dole Whip at Where? one of those. I think you can get them at kind of like the same kind of thing as a cart. I could okay. be wrong on that. I'm not sure. Um, Disney Springs has Dole Whip. Yep. Funny story. Last last year, and, and Rob knows this, my flight got canceled as we were uh, in oh, the geez. yeah in Orlando. My flight got canceled, and they told us, you know, my family of four plus my mother. So we had five of us. Well, we can get you home on Friday. Well, this was Wednesday. Um, and like they already had our bags and everything else. We were in the terminal and they had our bags told us it was going to take six hours for them to get our bags. And they offered us no compensation. So I said, forget it. I'm going to rent a van. And for some amazing strike of luck, there was a van I was able to rent because they're getting a car, a family size car, MCO. Any time of the year is hard, but this and time there were five of you. So you yeah, couldn't just get yeah, like a little compact. Get, right. And we, we didn't have any luggage at least. <laughs> so we got in a car and we drove North. And I, I drove all the way back to New York overnight, took us 20 hours, drove to the airport that we were supposed to fly to and arrived three hours after my bags because they sent my bags on the plane, but not us bonkers. Anyway, my point of the story isn't about the flight. It's about I stopped at a Sheets. You guys know, do you know what a Sheets is? It's a like gas a station that exists kind of southern New York through Pennsylvania and then down into the Virginia area. Yeah. So we I stopped to get a coffee somewhere in Pennsylvania at a Sheets. And they had a Dole Whip stand. They had like a Dole Whip uh, machine. Soft serve? Yeah. Wow. At a Sheets. I was like, what the heck? I didn't get it because it's it's not the place you get a Dole Whip, right? But Well, it is, but it isn't. Right, yeah. Yeah, for me, 
I'm not getting Dole Whip outside of Disney World, personally. Or maybe, you know, if you're visiting Hawaii and you're at the Dole Plantation, then it's successful. Then, then it's allowable. We went to get ice cream somewhere. I can't remember. I think it was outside of um, one, some place in the Finger Lakes region. And I remember saying to my son, you know, hey, buddy, they got uh, the Dole Whip here. And he looks at me and he goes, this isn't Disney, Dad. No. And then he ended up getting, he loves uh, Panda Paws. That's his favorite. Right. So I think he gets it, too. I think he understands that it's it's appropriate at that particular place. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So so your number one was Dole Whip. My yeah. number two was Dole Whip. My number one is actually a revisit of something you said. Really? And it's the refillable popcorn, right? Oh. Because my family, so your kids are ice cream nuts. My kids are popcorn people. Nice. Like, get home from school, pop some popcorn. Good. And that's Want not a, sna- a horrible snack right. either. And and a lot of times, like we, so we bring the buckets home, and then they eat out of them there, and it's kind of a piece of Disney at home. And I think it's like, I can't remember exactly how much it is um, for them. It's like twelve ninety nine for the initial bucket, but then you get discounted refills at pretty much everywhere. Now I have to put this, I have to say almost everywhere, because you can't get the refills, the discounted refills at Galaxy's Edge. So Galaxy's Edge doesn't allow them allow the refills for the discount and honestly i thought it was because oh it must be because it's a specialty flavor but we've also gotten some of the maple popcorn in the canadian pavilion in the refillable buckets no problem and i've gotten some of the um like the cheese popcorn before on the discount no problem so i found that odd that it was galaxy's edge exclusively that was like yeah we don't do the buckets now of course we just bought the regular popcorn and dumped it in the bucket it's just very easy to take around with you to the parks and what's kind of nice, too, is now in a post-COVID, no, not post-COVID, we're not through it, but you know what I mean, in a, in yeah. a pandemic world, um, they've started giving out, like, they'll give you, like, the paper, what you would get if you weren't ordering the bucket. And so what's nice about that for us is that we can split it, put some in the bucket, the other part is in uh, the, the paper, you know, box that, that, that comes in. Right, so and everyone's then, not digging into Right, and so, so my now. daughter can be walking somewhere else and there's no fight because let's be honest it's 95 degrees out and eventually the kids get mad at each They're other irritable you know for sure, yeah. and, and like it's just one less um trigger point for them but we love the popcorn buckets and so i know we've kind of already talked about the popcorn so i'm not going to go too in depth but but it's just it's just something that that for us is a tradition the first thing we're going to do when we go to magic kingdom is buy a bucket buy a bucket of popcorn, and then the rest of that trip, we use that, but we bring that bucket with us. You know, when you were, the cool thing about the buckets too, like the, the not the fancy ones, but the the standard ones, the handle kind of like snaps off of the bucket and you can wrap it around like if you have a stroller. So the first year we went, we had a stroller and you can put it around like the handle of the stroller. So it's like just dangling there. You're not, it's not taking up room in your bag. Um, it's not that bad of a thing you can clip it on like a little carabiner on the side of your bag it's not heavy um i have not purchased one of the specialty buckets just simply because i don't think they're practical do uh, they come with a strap almost like a backpack i i feel like when i saw the millennium falcon one yeah someone was are, wearing it like a backpack so those ones often do um but the the regular buckets obviously don't they just have the normal like little handle right but but the specialty ones do i think figment also came with a strap I, I and don't quote me on that i don't have one i don't i don't have an interest of paying a hundred some odd dollars for one on ebay yeah. i love figment i i mean i love figment but i'm not i'm just not that guy i think the current one is the skyliner is that true yeah that one i think is a little bit more practical because it is traditional bucket shape right you know and then they also have the mickey balloon ones which the top kind of swings off and that's kind of a little bit more traditional i want that one yeah yeah I can see that. <laughs> Rob I, Rob's a big fan of Mickey balloons, and I don't I, I don't blame him. Well, I like all the the vintage, uh, older Disney because I you know I grew up I was born in the late seventies, but I went all through the eighties and nineties, and a lot of that old stuff is just very special to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, def, definitely a big fan of that for sure. So that kind of wraps up our top list of snacks. But I I had mentioned last night when we we're talking about this episode, we should probably do a couple just to say we think these are overrated. So I'm going to give you my two overrated, and then I want you to give you give me your... We're not going to maybe <laughs> wax poetic about these, but 
I have my top two overrated. One's going to be ruffling some feathers. One, I think everybody agrees, but still buys it anyway, and I don't know why. So the turkey leg, the smoked turkey leg is ridiculously overrated, and I think that, people that buy it. That was actually on my list, yeah, too. Yeah, okay, so we both agree, yeah, and I think that, everybody yeah. agrees, but everybody will get one at one point in their yeah. life. And then the spring rolls. Now that one, like, it, that's my other one too. Okay, all yes, right. We, the we, cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. It, like we agree with. That. Yeah, those are. They're, they're just. I don't yeah. get. I don't get them. Um, There's and the price keeps rising and rising and rising. Yeah, like I'm not paying that for for two little spring rolls. You get two spring rolls, and it's. I I, I actually want to look up the price here. Yeah, it, it's a lot for what they are, and I'll tell you an honorable mention of my overrated is the cheeseburger pods. Like, why do we have to do these cheeseburger things? Why can't we just simply do, like, give me a spring roll that tastes like a spring roll? Now they have they ha- they do have the 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 pizza rolls, which in Western New York we call them pizza logs, but they do have those. They're not as bad, but the cheeseburger ones, I just they're over they're really overrated. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's. Well, ex- I've just brought up a uh, yeah. a graphic of the price, and we don't even know if this is the most current one. To be honest, yeah, I'm looking at it, and it looks like it's nine dollars and fifty cents for two tiny cheeseburger spring rolls. Yeah, what's the other one? The fiftieth celebration spring rolls, and those are pastrami and pepper jack served with a mustard dipping sauce, which sounds good. Yeah. but yeah. I'm I'm not a small guy. Like if I want a snack for nine fifty, oh this my gosh. is this is what I was talking about when I said. You know, like table service really isn't that ridiculously expensive when you consider that for nine fifty you get these two tiny spring rolls. You know, it's just I think I, think I think that's overrated. And I, like I said, I think that the turkey leg is everybody everybody gets one, and it's like quintessential. That you always see the first time you can pick out the first time Disney people, yeah, because they're walking around. And and you know, leave a leave a comment on our social at Dizlist Pod and let us know if you're if you're against what I'm saying. But to me, it's a first time one and done. I I had it. I'm done. It tastes like ham. Turkey should not taste like ham. I don't even know if I've ever eaten it before. It's, yeah, it's, it's gluten free, I believe. They oh, just yeah. it's they just good. soak them in salt. I think, right? Yeah, it's cured basically. It's yeah. not good. It's it's. I mean, look, if if that's you, cool. That everybody has their own. But to me, that's that's my overrated. And I can't believe that we matched up totally on that yeah, on did. the spring rolls. That was the, exactly mine too. Yeah. Well, Rob, it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow is just a list away. Tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon.